0: You're listening to Titans of the Trades. I'm your host, Ryan England, author of Hire Better People Faster and creator of the Corfit Hiring System, a proven process to help growing companies attract and retain only the best. I'm on a mission to revolutionize the perception of the trades and elevate it to new heights. After growing up in a blue collar family, my passion for making the trades cool again runs deep. If you're a Titan in the industry and wanna be on my show, stick around until the end and I'll reveal how you can be my next guest.
1: How did you get here? That's the question that the origin story answers. The reason that we have an origin story is it shows people why we exist. And those who can resonate with it will believe in the same thing we believe. It is the world you're building. This is the one that's really powerful in recruiting conversations. If everything goes according to plan for the next 10
0: years, how does the world look
1: different because of your
0: success? Today's guest may not be a stranger to you if you've been following me for any period of time as I had him on my show prior to this, but he is on a new journey now, a journey that I am super excited about for him and for you because he is all about helping us tell better stories. If you follow me for any period of time, you know that being able to communicate your message to the right people in a way that compels them to take action is so critical for you being able to effectively attract, hire, and retain the right people. But telling stories, writing the story, sharing the story seems to be such a challenge for so many of us. But after today's episode, you are going to have the tools and the techniques to be able to go do this on your own. I'm so excited and very proud to know today's guest, Zach Garside with The Storytelling Habit. Zach, it is so great to have you on the show again. I love it. I love being back, man. I love coming from a different angle this time. Yeah, and it's been a little while since we talked. Last time, I think it's been over a year, and you're doing something different now. And something that is so exciting for me because it's something that we talk a lot about in the work we do with our clients, and that is story and being able to tell a story. And so many entrepreneurs are not good at this. Yeah. (laughs) But if uh, this is my opinion, they have some of the coolest stories to tell. So today, what I'd love to do is I'd love to know a little bit more about what you're doing and how you work with businesses to tell them their story. So let's start first with, tell me a little bit about you. And then my question to you is, Why is it that you think people struggle with this piece so much? Well, I'm happy to go into all that. Uh, First of all, I'll, I'll just
1: share background of how I went, got into this. For those who have heard me before, I used to be the CEO of Power Selling Pros. I worked there for eight years, coaching customer service teams in the industry, call centers. When I was there, I remember the first trade show I ever went to, the QSC Power Meeting in Anaheim, California, 2017. And Brigham, the owner of Power Sling Pros, he got up on the stage and he told his story. He told the story of building a business, going to zero, starting from scratch, and discovering the problem of call centers. How the call center is so neglected and overlooked and you're spending all this money on ads. But if the people who are answering the phones aren't trained to book those calls then what's the point? You're booking 50% of your calls. The rest are going and doing business with someone else. You're paying somebody else's advertising costs. And that was just such a powerful story. I thought, wow, that's really cool. But it didn't hit me how powerful that was until I was speaking to one of my favorite clients after. And he said, oh yeah, when Brigham told me that story, it was like I could see myself. Like just, it made perfect sense that you'd want to convert more of your phone calls into customers. That was the first time back in 2017 when it clicked for me, the power of storytelling. I realized, wow, we get up here all the time and we spill the facts and the knowledge and the nuance of our field of expertise of the product that we sell, the service we offer. But ultimately, nobody cares about any of that. People care about the story. So I committed at that time to becoming good at telling stories. And I got lots of practice while I was a power selling pros for six years. I went on countless podcasts, did more webinars than I could possibly count spoke on stages and eventually decided I wanted to, decided it was time for me to build a business around this skill, helping people develop this.
0: But also get your story out there, right? Yeah, exactly. You just told your story. I love it. You're sharing your story as we start (laughs) talking about stories. And so you now have a business where you work with entrepreneurs to, to hone this skill. And this is really for people that want to be able to tell their story. Is that right? people that enjoy this.
1: As we build, we'll we'll create more programs, more opportunities for people that don't quite know yet and need to learn. But right now it's people who are aware of the problem. Yeah.
0: So so for people that are out there listening right now, they're like, yeah, if they've heard me talk at all, I talk about the importance of story, especially when it comes to recruiting and why people need to connect to your company, and your culture through story versus a list of bullet points. They've heard me talk on that before. So why is it that you think that so many people struggle with this? I mean, it's why you have this new opportunity in life, this new path, is people struggle with this. They need help with it. Why is it that people struggle? Every single
1: client I work with has the same problem. They don't think their story is interesting.
0: It's so disappointing. (laughs) I'm just just telling you, everybody thinks that they don't have a good story to tell, but their stories are so fascinating. The decision, every
1: great entrepreneur, every great business had a moment where they needed to decide something. Decide to go all in on your company, to decide to fire that partner that you built it all with. The decision is what makes it interesting. And the second thing is, Name a movie that you like. What's a what's a good movie you've seen recently?
0: Good movie recently? I don't know. That's loaded. But one of my favorite movies is Matrix. Okay, let's go with that. Matrix. Dang it! I've never seen the Matrix, but let's go never. with
1: the, let's go with Avengers. Have you seen Avengers Endgame? Avengers. Let's
0: do Avengers.
1: Everybody's seen Avengers Endgame, so we're gonna go with that one. You've got a three hour movie, and the first two hours cover literally years of time. There's years, and then weeks and weeks of time being covered in that two hours. The final sixty minutes of the movie is zooming in on just a few minutes of battle on this battlefield. It's the art of zooming in on the conflict or the climax is what makes stories interesting to people. So anytime an entrepreneur says, I don't have an interesting story to tell, I know it's a lie because I ask questions that get them to zoom in on the little internal struggles, internal conflicts pain that they felt, uncertainty that they've experienced. Those are the things we actually care about. And so I try to pull that out of people. And that helps us get to something that people resonate with.
0: That's so cool. As you're talking about that, and I think about the end of Avengers there, it's that zooming in for me that makes it relatable. It makes me go, oh yeah, now it makes sense. Like I look at years of spanning in Avengers and I'm like, yeah, time travel stuff, this, that, and everything else. But when it's the battlefield and it's life or death and it's loved ones. And it's that zooming in. Now I'm more connected to it.
1: Moments of change, moments of decision, and moments of
0: consequence. Those are the three moments that every story has. I love that. And then, so somebody says, okay, you know what? Maybe you're right, Zach. Maybe my story's cool. Maybe. Maybe. How do you help them find that story?
1: I start with a well, well. here's what's interesting. Anytime you go up to somebody and ask them, tell me a story, they just blank out. They're, they're like, I, I don't know. I it. <laughs> you're, and it's how, funny how life works that way. When you're in conversation and somebody's like, tell me a joke. Suddenly, you can't think of a single joke to save your life. Yeah. When you ask somebody tell me a story, they can't think of it. They they just completely blank out. Mm. So I start by asking them, what's your domain? What's your area of expertise? And let's take plumbing, for example. Like, I'm a plumber. Okay, great. You're a plumber. That's the topic. Next, what is a really common plumbing problem? So we're going to start phase one. What's your domain? Phase two, what is a problem in that domain? Something that you know the answer to. And let's say, well, leaky faucets. Okay, now let's go to the third layer. What is the answer to that problem? And they give their answer to that problem, right? Get a plumber out there to fix the leak. Okay, great. Now, the fourth layer, this is where it gets interesting. What's your unique point of view on that problem? How are other people approaching this wrong? And wh- why do you have a better way? Essentially, what makes you different? And they'll say, well, I think this or I believe this. And that's when it's starting to get really interesting. Like, I think that most other plumbers are price gouging the customer, they're dishonest, they're shady, they're fake. I'm like, okay, now we're getting to to something interesting here. And then the fifth and final layer, which is where the story comes from, is how did you figure that out? And that's the question. Once I ask, how did you figure that out? They immediately tell a story. Wow! By asking those five questions, I can get a story out of anybody.
0: Okay. so So they answer these five problems and we dig in and we get these zoom in on these little moments and we get them with having a story. And what do they do with it? Whatever you want. I mean, how are your clients using this?
1: My clients use it in a couple of different ways. Number one is sales conversations. The origin story of a company is the most versatile sales and marketing tool that you have. You can use it to overcome objections in a sales conversation. You can use it in your marketing collateral on like your about page when you're given a presentation. The best way to start though is sales conversations Mm -hmm. because sales conversations allow you to test it out before you print it and put it on all over the place where you can't change it or at least where you feel like you can't change it
0: thinking that you could use it and practice it and see how the market reacts exactly
1: and it's super low risk like you go out there on a sales conversation somebody gives an objection and we've all heard the classic objection handling technique feel felt found are you familiar with mm-hmm. that yeah feel felt found is a story like i understand how you feel i have felt similarly or others have felt similarly here's what we have found that is literally a a story so you just Translate that into whatever story you you
0: have to tell about solving that problem the customer has. We've talked about the hero's journey, right? That's a framework for creating a story, much more complex framework than the ones you're sharing. And there's like nine or ten stages or questions to it. That's for nerd. One of the things that we do over here at Core Matters is I we help people with recruiting and filling their frontline positions, customer service reps in, included, which is why you and I met through Power Selling Pros when you were there. And we talk about creating a story. We call it the core story because your core is your is the thing that's central to your organization, to your culture. It's where your culture comes from. It's where that intentionality comes from. It's the start of the flywheel, if you will, to keep your business going when it comes to recruiting. And we talk about being able to create this story that you can use in your recruiting efforts. So you talked about using it in sales efforts, but I could see also using this for recruiting. Both. Yeah. Does this framework work for all kinds of stories? So instead of building a story for customers, could you build a story for why you're growing a business and why you need to recruit and hire people? Could you use that same framework for that? 100%. When I roll out storytelling in a business, I roll it out in
1: phases. Phase one is sales and recruiting, because those are the lowest risk ways to test it and roll it out. Hmm. Your sales conversations, your recruiting efforts to get people to want to come work for you. The second level is, your website, put it on the about page, put it on the homepage. The third layer is, and not everybody goes into this, but is your actual advertising, using it in videos, using it in stuff that you spend quite a bit of money on production for. And then the fourth layer is if you're ever going to teach. So you're going to go teach at a workshop or at a conference, but layer one is
0: sales and recruiting. And there's
1: four core stories. If you want me to go into those
0: I'd love to hear it. And that was something too that I just learned is that you and I both have core stories. So not to confuse everybody, we only have one. (laughs) And it's all about your culture and all about why you're building a company and why these people are going to care. You've got four core stories. Let's break those down for us.
1: Yeah, I bet there's probably a lot of crossover between your core story and the four that I talk about. But the four core stories are number one, your origin story, which is how did you get here? That's the question that the origin story answers. The reason that we have an origin story is it shows people why we exist. And -hmm. those who can resonate with it will believe in the same thing we believe. It is the world you're building. This is the one that's really powerful in recruiting conversations. If everything goes according to plan for the next 10 years, how does the world look different because of your success? That's the strategic story. The third story is the self-belief story, which is... When a customer or an employee thinks that you're awesome, they think that your company is great, they naturally wonder, where do I personally fit? Do I personally have what it takes to be successful here? And the self-belief story is a story about the people. It's a story that allows them to see how they personally can be successful within the company or as a customer. Mm. And then the fourth and final story is the surroundings story is what I call it. It is, it instills a belief in people that they can be successful working for you or buying from you despite their surroundings, mm. despite the fact that they have an unsupportive spouse or network, despite the fact that money's tight, that the economy is uh, not the way they want it to be, that inflation's kicking their butts. If you can get people to believe in you, your origin story, the future you're building, your vision story themselves, and that they can be successful despite their surroundings, those four things, you, you've you basically hit all of the motivators
0: behind what causes people to do what they do. There is a little overlap, but I would say that this, the self-belief and the surrounding stories, I mean, those have got to be so impactful. And what I hear when you say that is we're zooming in. We're zooming yeah. in. And it goes back to what you were saying before. You start origin, big picture, where we came from, vision, where we're going, very nebulous. We don't always know where we're going or how we're going to get there. Then we start zooming in and we say, okay, what's self belief How do we get people to start seeing themselves in the story? And then that surroundings or what I wrote down was success. Yeah. That's really where I see the success come from. And you're not alone, right? It's, you're not alone and you can overcome this. We can do it together. Those are wow. So you teach people to take these four stories, I'm imagining, and become experts at telling them. Is that Yeah. Right? We want to make the stories themselves good, and then we want to figure out how to deliver them
1: in the best way possible.
0: And now how do we do that? What's the next step? So we've got, we've zoomed in, we started looking at our little moments, we have started understanding, okay, we have a great story to tell. We have started putting together a framework for how we tell this story, and then we come up with these four core stories. So mm-hmm. How do we take that next step? which is, how, what do we do with this now? We've yeah. got these great stories. You don't want them to just put them on a poster in the break room wall, right? Yeah. <laughs> most of these end up. For a blue collar
1: company, there's three things you should do with your stories. Okay. Number one is get your, sales team, get your sales team together, get your sales manager together. Make a list of all of the most common objections you get. The, the five to 10 most common objections and attach a story to each one. Teach your guys which story they can tell for which objection to knock it down. Stories are extremely powerful for all the other companies are overcoming objections in the standard ways. Nobody else is going to be telling stories to overcome objections, but customers will love that from you. I've experienced it. That's how I overcame objections when I was running sales at PowerSlay Pros. That's number one. Number two, you use it to recruit. You put 20 business cards in your wallet, and every time you see an incredible person at a restaurant, Or some other place that you purchase from or you do business with, you tell them your origin story. You tell them a story that will make them want to come work for you. Mm. Uh, Use it in your recruiting efforts. And then the third thing is you use it in training. you got a captive audience when you're training your employees, when you are sitting them down and working on improvement. And yeah, you could go through, here are the three ways to solve this problem or do this job. And you should do that. What do people really want to know? That that big question, how did you figure this out? Mm -hmm. And tell the stories of how you figured out the stuff you're training your employees on. Your workshops will become so much more engaging. Your employees will retain what you teach them significantly better. When I became the CEO of PowerSlow Pros, job number one, earn people's trust. Get get these people to trust the, the new leader of the company, right? What was the first thing I did? I gathered the company together. And I told them a story about a big screw up that I had just a few weeks prior and how I handled it. And the chat was flooded after that with people going, thank you for your vulnerability. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. That was a great story. Stories are quite simply the quickest way to influence people.
0: Yeah. No, it's so many different ideas I'm having about this story, but I love bringing people in and making them feel like they're not alone. Like one of the things that I've learned through selling story is that when you can let people know that you're not alone, they're not alone. Other people are going through this it mm-hmm. A conversation in ways that you can't imagine. And I think that what you're talking about here, using it for sales, that's your team being able to share that and go, hey, you're not alone. And look, here's a story on how we overcome this and how we deal with these things. And it just, it makes it real. It makes people go, okay, if they've solved it for others, they can solve it for me. And I love that you're doing it through story instead of just objection handling. Like that's always been one of my worst things when it comes to sales, objection handling. No one wants to be handled. (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah, nobody wants to be handled. Yeah. And then the recruiting, of course, that's where I'm super passionate about. And story is so important there. And then training, I love that. How did you figure this out? So much power in story. And I love that you are helping entrepreneurs do this. And I know that you have, Resources available. You've got some training and coaching for those listening that want to learn more about this. How do people get a hold of you, and how do they probably even follow you, just so they can hear you tell the stories too? As <laughs> how do people connect with you? ZachGarside.com dot is the most straightforward way.
1: Z a c g a r s i d e, and you can go uh, at Zach Garside on any of your favorite social media platforms, and I'm there telling stories all the time.
0: There's training and there's some free stuff that people can get, downloads, anything like that. If you go to ZachGarside.com,
1: immediately at the top of the homepage, you'll be able to get the four core stories formula. It's a step-by-step guide that'll help you craft and clarify your four core stories for your business. And at the simplest level, when you're in a sales conversation, someone gives an objection, you just transition to the story by saying, well, it's interesting. We have another customer, John. And then you tell the story. That's it. It's interesting. You should say that. (laughs) And boom, now you're in storytelling mode and you're different from everyone else.
0: That is so great. So much awesome information here. And I just, I cannot wait to see what you do with what you're doing now, what your clients start doing. I mean, you've already shared with me some of the amazing results they're getting and just really being able to tell a story. And I'm super passionate about this as well. We're going to find some ways to get some more of this information in front of the people we talk to as well, because you said it, number two is recruiting. If you're not telling story, recruiting is comes a lot harder because you're not standing out. So yeah, Zach, thank you so much for your time. Dave I've really enjoyed this episode. It's so great to to talk to you again. man, Thank you, Ryan. You're the man Ryan England here. Thank you so much for listening to Titans of the Trades. If you're a Titan in the construction, manufacturing, or skilled trades industry and would like to be a guest on my show, please visit podcast.corematters.com. If you found value in this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot on your phone and share it with a friend or post it on social. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Titans of the Trades. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, click the subscribe button. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and get me one step closer to solving the labor crisis facing the industry. Want to know more about how we're doing that? Go to our website or follow me on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening.